Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of The Good with Kevin Thomas. I am Kevin Thomas, and uh, I am grateful to be here with all of you once again for another Saturday. Uh, it's a little cloudy outside. Uh, sun's been kind of coming and going uh, for the morning so far. So uh, there, there might be a chance of rain at some point during the uh, day. So uh, just uh, keep your umbrella close and... Uh, you know, we should be seeing some 90-degree temperatures coming up in the coming days starting tomorrow. So, uh, summer is here to stay, no doubt about that. Uh, before I break into any stories or or whatnot, uh, I just want to say uh, I am praying for those in Miami uh last time i checked uh there were four dead 159 unaccounted for uh after the condo collapse out there and so i am praying for everybody down there and uh all the families that are missing loved ones right now uh it's just a terrible terrible uh thing to happen in the middle of the night no warning just uh while most people were asleep uh to have a building collapse uh you know uh just just terrible just terrible but uh you know we're holding out hope that some people will be found alive uh it's not looking too good, though, isn't it? You know, but we'll keep praying and we'll keep hoping that things will turn around for them. Uh, you know, just uh, just part of life, you know. Uh, that's why I have this show. It's because. Uh, there's a there's there's plenty of bad news happening out there and uh uh you know life is so short i i want you to know that there are good people out there that there are people that are making a difference out there and um maybe it might just give you that little spark to do something yourself that uh maybe you, th you think isn't possible right now, you know. A little motivation for you here on your Saturday afternoon. Now, uh, let's start our stories uh, we're going to go to the Midwest. Uh, Wisconsin. And uh, there's a father of three He's 45 years old, and uh, he's he's doing push-ups. He, he's done like 3,000 push-ups while competing in a marathon. Uh, he did uh, 5,000 more during a 31-mile trail race. 
and uh, he's trying to, or I should say he, he has done uh, a whopping one and a half million plus push-ups over the course of a single year, and he's doing it for charity. His name is Nate Carroll, and uh, he, he started this whole thing back on uh, June 14th of last year, June 14th being Flag Day. Uh, he, he said he was hoping to teach his children a lesson in the power of perseverance by offering them an example in real time. Uh, he said, I wanted to demonstrate to my kids what goals that seem impossible look like when they are broken down into daily manageable chunks. He also wanted to be a positive role model for his children. And uh, so he's committed to raising some money for the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. Now, uh, Tunnel to Towers, obviously, uh, born after 9-11, uh, dedicated to easing financial burdens for the families of fallen first responders. And, uh, I mean, the guy has a full-time job, and he shares parental custody, but uh, he's still able to put in the time to do the push-ups, so... Uh, he says, uh, to set aside time to do 4,000 push-ups is impossible. You have to really make it a priority and be willing to commit to it and embrace the fact that you have to weave that into your day. And he did. Whenever the opportunity present, pre presented itself, he'd, he'd do his push-ups. So... Uh, on June 6th of this year, uh, Carroll completed the countdown to his record-breaking goal with the special 50-yard line halftime ceremony during the 48th annual Fun City Bowl in MetLife Stadium down in East Rutherford. And uh, he said it was an honor to set a new world record here in New York in front of members of the New York Police Department, New York Fire Department, and Port Authority Police Department, and other first responders. I want this record to pay tribute to the sacrifice made by so many heroes that tragic day. Now, uh, he's still, by the way, uh, he's still going to be doing a, a few more push-ups to, to push that record up a little bit higher. Uh, the current title holder had a uh, almost 32 year run uh in the Guinness Book of World Records uh for most push-ups in a year and uh so what what Carol did in order to to uh document everything he put everything into a logbook and he also filmed himself uh time lapse video through the the entire year uh he says uh set a goal and get after it make it who you are not something you do that way when it gets hard and life throws obstacles in your way and offers you convenient 
excuses to stop or say it's too difficult. You find a way to endure and persevere and keep at it. Winning those many battles each day builds strength and shapes one's perspective of what is possible. But how about that? 1.5 million push-ups in a year's time. And all for charity. It's a pretty amazing story right there. I, you know, with how fat I am, I'd be, I'd, I'd probably, I could probably get 10 in, you know, just saying. Just a quick little set, you know. <laughs> we'll, we'll see how that goes. Anyways, uh, let's go to California for our next story. And uh, this one, this one really uh, surprised me here. Colleen Diston from Ventura, California, had lost her wallet in 1975. Now, she was in her early 20s at that point, and she was out seeing a movie at the Majestic Ventura Theater, and her, she lost her wallet. It had a $200 check in it, had uh, family photos. It, it dropped out of a hole in her purse. And uh, she, she said, I remember calling the next day when I realized it was gone. They said no one found it but to call back, which I did. Now, why am I telling you this? Because Colleen just recently got her wallet back after 46 years an employee who was uh, remodeling the historic theater found the wallet in a crawl space he says uh, i would have never imagined it now although the wallet didn't have any money in it it did have a Grateful Dead concert ticket from 1973. Uh, it had, uh, it also had the uh, family photos in there, and it also had her driver's license that had expired back in 1976. And uh, so, Tom Stevens, who, who found the wallet, had. Uh, posted this on social media in hopes of tracking her down. He says, uh, does anyone know Colleen, Colleen Diston? While doing some maintenance, we have found her wallet. There are a bunch of pictures of people and they're super cool from that era also. Someone may want them, so if you are, if you know Colleen, drop us a line and we will have it here for you. And just a few hours after Stevens posted it, uh, Distin, Colleen Distin got a call about it and responded saying that, that the, got a call about it and uh, uh, she was very emotional. She said, it kind of caught me off guard. She said she was excited, but then suddenly she was jolted back in time. 
you know, Colleen said, you start seeing things and you go back in your past. It's like a time capsule. Isn't it amazing, though? 46 years after losing her wallet and she and, and somebody finds it. And, and, I'm, and, you know, she may not have gotten her money that, that, that she had in the wallet at the time, but those family photos, I, I mean, I tell you, that that, that has really got to be, uh, I mean, that's just priceless. I mean, you, you can't put a price on, on uh, just being able to go back in time and see those pictures and I wonder what kind of shape those pictures were in, you know. Uh, really amazing story right there. Now, we got a few minutes before we take our first break. I should tell you that uh, the music that you're going to hear after we take our break is from a, a band out of Vienna, Austria, by the name of Soundstairs. So... Uh, they have a song called You and I that uh, I'm going to play for you when we get back from the break. But Soundstairs out of Vienna, Austria. I love the fact that we're, we're getting these bands from all over the world that uh, submit music to WRCR. And I say, uh, I, you know, I, I, I listen to the songs and, and I say, hey, I'll play them, you know, uh, can't really do too much as far as getting them into rotation here at the station, but, uh, uh, you know, just to be able to play them once or twice or however many times. I mean, by the way, if, if, if you do hear some music on here that you wouldn't mind hearing again, let me know. Uh, you, can, you can email me at kevin at wrcr.com or you can... Uh, you can give me a call. You can call me right here at 845-429-1700. That's 845-429-1700. Even if you just want to say hi or just uh, want to share some good news that's going on in your world, I'd love to hear it. I, you know, I, I, I'd love to hear something positive happening in your world. Uh, you know, I pray for that sort of thing. You know, so we're going to take our break right now. And like I said, sound stairs with you and I coming up in just a moment here on WRCR AM 1700. And the good with Kevin Thomas will continue in just a moment. You should know that I love you. I'm not 
Downstairs here on WRCR. That song is called You and I. And uh, like I said, they're out of Vienna, Austria. Uh, they uh, put out two singles. This is the third single that they've put out. Uh, so if I can get the uh, first two, uh, I, I'll, I'll certainly uh, play it on the show. Uh, <clears throat> so I want to I wanna go to uh, Michigan. Well, well, not personally, but I'm talking about the story. Not that Michigan's bad. I, I'd go to Michigan, but never mind. Never mind. Uh, the first time Edward Martell stood in Judge Bruce Morrow's Wayne County Circuit courtroom, he was a 27-year-old high school dropout facing a 20-year service uh, uh, sentence. Uh, now, uh... It was 2005. Martell had been out on bail when he was arrested in a drug stri- drug sting in uh, Dearborn Heights, Michigan. Now, uh, he pled guilty to selling and manufacturing crack cocaine, and uh, he could have spent the next 20 years in prison. Instead of uh, throwing the book at Martell, Judge Morrow decided to give him three years of probation and challenged him to return to his court next time with an achievement uh, such as becoming a corporate executive. He said, I challenge you to be a CEO of a Fortune 500 company instead of being out here selling drugs. And Martel said, I love a challenge. So... Martell did not actually 
become a CEO of a Fortune 500 company, but he did end up getting a full scholarship to college and another to law school. And he passed his exams. So he ends up being in Judge Morrow's courtroom, but this time some you know we're we're talking uh 16 15 16 years later he's in Morrow's courtroom to be sworn in as a member of the Michigan bar and uh, Morrow said that was better than walking your daughter down the aisle so Martell is currently working at Perkins Law Group in downtown Detroit. It's a general practice law firm that specializes in criminal law. He hopes his experience will help him with future clients in situations much like his own turning point. Morrow, Judge Morrow, credits God with the way Martell's story is played out believes that uh, most of the failures are because people who need help never get it. So the uh, Judge Morrow says, uh, everybody needs love. It's a crazy cliche, but some defendants, that's what they need too. If you believe like I believe, that they're, but for the grace of God, go you and me. It took some intelligence to get in and out of the, of the kind of trouble he got into. I told him, you could be my son. Let's see how far you go. And man, he hasn't finished yet. So kudos to Edward Martell and Bruce Morrow, the judge. Got to give kudos to the judge for giving him a chance. And got to give kudos to Edward Martell because he took that chance and ran with it. You know, we make mistakes in our lives. Some mistakes bigger than others. But uh, when there's life, there's hope. And there's a chance to turn things around and make the life that you want and deserve to have so there's a perfect example of uh, someone taking the chance and doing with it what they needed to do now uh, the next story I want to talk about we're going to go to Georgia for this one and uh, I want to talk about Keelan Harper See, she was on her way home from her shift. She's a waitress, and uh, she just did a shift at Rooster's Drive. And uh, she saw something burning on the side of the highway. It was about 9.30 at night. Now... Instead of call of just calling nine one one 
and continuing home to see her 14-month-old daughter, she pulled over to see what was going on. She said, from far away, it looked like someone had thrown something out in the bushes that caught on fire. I didn't know it was a car until I stopped. By the time Keelan got out of the car, the front of the car, by the time she got to the car, the front of the car was already engulfed in flames and smoke had begun seeping through the vents into the car. Although she approached the fiery crash and it was scary, uh, she, she didn't stop. You know, she, she, she pulled back the airbags, which had exploded in the car, to see if there was anyone inside. And that's when she found Ashley Strawn. Now, she immediately jumped into action out of fear that Strawn was just going to die. She said it was just the instinct, you know, maybe a motherly instinct or maybe just the human instinct to help. She said uh, Strawn's body, whole body was laying over the side and her legs were still trapped underneath. There was a huge gash on her leg where her bone was completely showing and there was bleeding really, really bad on her head. You know, uh, one of her uh, fellow employees uh, at the Roosters drive-in said it was really a blessing that she was there when she was. More importantly, she didn't do it for anything other than the fact that if it were her daughter, she would want someone to be there for her. So Keelan actually ran to the passenger side, grabbed underneath Strawn's arm, and began to pull, knowing full well that the fire was getting worse. I was telling her, you know, the car was about to blow. We have to get out of here now. So without any help, she was able to pull Ashley Strawn out of the car and held her in her arms until authorities arrived. She said, uh, I was propped up on some kind of tree almost next to the car, and I had her in between my legs, and I just told her it was going to be okay. Now, although Strawn is still recovering in the hospital, she made it a point to send Harper a big thank you from right from her hospital bed. She said, thank you for saving my life. I can't wait to meet you, she said in a short video clip. But isn't that just an amazing story of courage? Keelan Harper, uh, I mean, anything could have happened, but, you know. Just she just couldn't watch her die, so she 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 stepped in and she did what she had to do. So kudos to Keelan Harper for saving the life of a person she didn't even know.
Now, again, if you feel like talking, you feel like sharing some good news or just want to say hi, the number is 845-429-1700. That's 845-429-1700. And uh, as it is customary with my shows, I'm here until 1 o'clock. I'm toying with the idea of stretching it out maybe another hour, uh, maybe doing a two-hour show, but uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, You know, certainly I I am having a lot of fun doing the show, and uh, I hope you're having a lot of fun listening to it. And uh, Actually, I think I'm going to read you this story. So... We're going to go across the pond for this one. In a place called Thornberry in the UK. Now, uh, what was interesting about this story is that uh, it involves a car... And involves a hubcap. So, this mom in Thornberry had had noticed that uh, she, no, she had a missing hubcap, and uh, uh, she ended up being the recipient of a brand new hubcap. When a fourteen-year-old boy, she didn't know noticed that hers was missing and decided to do something about it. Now, you see, this 14-year-old boy is Matthew. He's 14, and he has autism. And he has memorized specific details about a range of things, including hubcaps. Now, he collects discarded hubcaps from hedgerows and car parks and stores them at his home. And when Matthew noticed that this stranger's was missing, the stranger was missing a hubcap on her car, uh, he decided he would do something about it. So he wrote this note along with giving the hubcap, and it said, uh, Hello there, my name is Matthew. I'm 14. I live in Thornberry, and I love all things about cars, especially wheels and hubcaps. I also have autism, which in my case enables me to notice and remember a lot of details and easily tell the difference between various types of hubcaps and which car make and model they fit on. So he explained that he had a collection that he washes and, and ensures that they're not damaged. And uh, he said, my favorite thing to do, though, is to give them to people that have a hubcap missing. So his parents also added a message uh, to reassure uh, this stranger that uh, 
it, it was not a, a scam or anything, and that it was just a passion that their son has. And uh, they even sanitized the hubcap in the bag for the driver's safety. So, the note was actually signed by hand. Given Matthew's love of hubcaps and generous, kind nature, this seems like a great opportunity to continue his learning and development during lockdown whilst keeping himself and others safe and staying local. As a family, we follow COVID-19 guidelines very carefully, so we sprayed Clinell hospital-grade antibacterial spray on the outside of the bag, plus its contents and war gloves to deliver it. Thank you for helping us give our son something to smile about in these difficult times. So, really interesting that... Uh, Here's a kid that's just sharing his passion, and it so happens to also help people out as well. So when we return, we'll have more stories and we'll have uh, music. Uh, I'm not sure what song you're going to hear next. I'm going to pick it during the break, so I'll surprise you. Anyways, you're listening to The Good with Kevin Thomas, and we will return in just a moment. Daughters will love like you do 
mothers who turn into mothers So mothers be good to your daughters too Boys you can break you find out how much they can take Boys will be strong and boys soldier on You can see why that song ended up winning Grammys, and uh, uh, there's actually a great, uh, there's a concert, I I think it was done on uh, CMT, uh, where John Mayer and uh, I believe it was uh, Brad Paisley sung that song together, and a really good version of it, too. That was Daughters by John Mayer, really awesome song. And uh, let's switch gears to Man's Best Friend. And in the case, we're going to talk about two dogs. The first one is Mia. Mia is a Great Dane, and she lives in Oceanside, California. And she is a hero. See, uh, two weeks ago, during her lunch break, Megan Montano stopped back at her home and let her dogs out into the um, onto the backyard pa- patio. And uh, her Chihuahua Rebel, great name for a Chihuahua too, Rebel, raced to the gate in Montana and Montano uh, knelt down to put on his leash. And she says, I felt Mia coming in behind me to my side. At that moment, three-year-old Mia suddenly ran toward her left side. Then all of a sudden, kind of felt her bump into my side and rear back while making a noise. I threw my head to the left and I saw the snake. A mere foot from where Megan was was a foot and a half long rattlesnake I think she thought it was an intruder and was going to probably push it out I should have been bit I don't know how I wasn't bit Mia unfortunately was not so lucky she kept trying to hit her mouth with her paw instantly I knew it had bit her 
as Mia's mouth started to swell up, Megan rushed her to the vet. She received one dose of antivenin before being released that night. Four days ago, additional symptoms sent her back to the vet, but Mia is doing much better now. Megan says, I would say Mia is definitely my hero dog. After a few months in uh, now a few months into rattlesnake season, Megan hopes to prevent the need for future heroics. She says they now wait inside until I clear the patio before I let them out. And she has a message for other pet owners. Be aware of your surroundings and just be smart. Have your head on a swivel at all times. The rattlesnake, believed to be a juvenile, was found the day after the bite, then captured and then relocated. So the happy ending is that Mia is doing just fine now. She is a hero. Great Danes are so... What an incredible temperament they have. Really love those dogs. I had one growing up. Uh, Sheila was her name. And uh, she she just... Big dog. They're, 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 just, they're like horses, you know, but they, they have the biggest hearts. They're really awesome dogs. Now, uh, I did say there were two dogs that I was going to talk about, and here is the second one. So we're going to talk about Tilly. Now, Tilly is a Border Collie mix, and uh, Tilly was involved in a car crash Uh Linda Oswald's family and their two-year-old Border Collie were driving on a highway in Idaho when their vehicle collided with another car. Now, no one was seriously injured in the crash, but police asked for people in the area to be on the lookout for Tilly, who was ejected from the vehicle when the rear window shattered and, and she ran off. Now, uh... The family created a Facebook post with a picture of Tilly in hopes of finding their beloved pet. The post they put up on Facebook ended up reaching a farm about a mile and a half from the accident where two brothers, Travis and Zane Potter, noticed something strange. Now, Travis said the sheep were getting scared. All of our dogs were freaking out. I, I think that dog was trying to herd. Sure enough, it was Tilly. Tilly left that accident and ended up finding this farm where she was basically herding sheep until she was found. Oh, okay. My mistake. Tilly is actually a boy. So <laughs> didn't expect that. Tilly Tilly is 
is a boy dog. So they got a call from his grandmother who had seen the post about the missing pup on Facebook. Travis said, my grandma, she actually lives in Southern California, and she found the post, and she sent that to me. So the Oswalds were reunited with Tilly, who had lost some weight but was otherwise healthy. Now, Linda added that uh, Tilly was back to his normal self following the crash and his time on the farm, and she is grateful for all the kind people out there who helped bring her pooch home safely. Well, how about that? I mean, the border collie gets in, get, is in the accident, escapes unharmed, decides to herd sheep. It's in his nature. Now, before I leave you today, I want to talk about this. A baby boy born under one pound at 21 weeks has just celebrated his first birthday. According to the Guinness Book of World Records, he's the most premature baby in the world to survive. Uh, We have a phone call here. WRCR AM 1700, you're talking to Kevin and the Good. Hi, Kevin. It's Franny. Hey, Franny, how's it going? Okay. Isn't that you on the the show? I'm sorry? Aren't you talking, Kevin? Yeah, yeah, this is my show. Yeah, yeah, but uh, uh, you're talking about the baby boy now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 I'm on. (laughs) Okay, Kevin, I want to say hello, and I also want to say what a good show and um, about the um, the dogs and everything, you know. Uh, okay, and uh, I didn't get the whole thing about the baby, but uh, it's a very good show today. Very good. So I'm enjoying it. And well, I will. Yeah, Kevin, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, well, no, I, I thank you for listening, and uh, I, I do appreciate your call. Oh, you're welcome, Kevin. All right, so I'll let you go because I know you have to end now. All right, Kevin, take care. You too. All right, Franny, bye-bye. Okay. Franny, always good to hear from Franny. Now, uh, actually, we are out of time, so I will save the premature baby story for next time. But uh, it is a good one, I I, I do believe. Uh, So... Again, I want to say I'm praying for those people in Miami, and I hope that we can find some people there that are alive and that uh, have, have beat the odds. Uh, uh, again, uh, I want to thank you all for listening and tuning in to The Good with Kevin Thomas, and we will have... Another episode next Saturday at 12 noon Eastern right here on WRCR. And uh, hopefully it'll be just as good 
and we'll have the music and we'll have the positive stories as usual. So thank you for joining me and uh, we'll see you next Saturday afternoon right here. God bless. Take care. All right.